every step that you take moving forward is uncomfortable and a bit scary, but it's continuing to take those steps once you hit that edge of your comfort zone that keep things moving forward. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Reagan, and you've discovered Unicorns Unite. This is a podcast for freelancers, service providers, virtual assistants, and curious listeners who would like to experience the freedom and flexibility of working virtually. We're the magic makers, movers and shakers, and the real people doing the work behind the scenes of online businesses. Welcome to Unicorns Unite. You're a go-getter, and you know you want to take the fast track to working as a booked-out digital marketing, and social media virtual assistant, then the VA Crash Course is your best solution. It's all comprehensive training. It's the only place you'll learn digital marketing strategies, tech, and tactics, and how to do your VA business all in one. It's basically like B-School for virtual assistants. So come join me in this winter session, vacrashcourse.com. Now today we're getting into an interview with Shanti Zach. When I first heard her on a podcast, I knew I needed to learn from her and find a way to get in her network because she combines two things that I love, email list building and writing, and she does it so freaking well. The second she opened her quiz course, I got on it, and I learned so much. She's encouraged me every step of the way of creating my very first quiz funnel, and I think we all need someone like that in our lives, someone who gets what we're trying to do online, can be a cheerleader, keep us grounded, even if they're on the other side of the country. Shanti has written copy and quiz funnels for seven-figure entrepreneurs. She's worked for Jenna Kutcher, she's worked for Amy Porterfield, and I am dying for you to hear how she got started. You're not going to believe it. This is her story, how she niched down, where she's going with her talent. She now has a course. She now has a successful affiliate income. You're going to be so surprised when you hear what her background's in and how she got started. And then you're going to be totally inspired to own what you're good at and make it your freelance business. So without further ado, here's Shanti Zach in our Facebook Live interview we did a few months ago. you're here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So I want to just jump in right now. I'm. We're going to get to how you started working with the seven-figure entrepreneurs, but first I want you to talk about how you got started in this online business. Like, What did the beginning look like? And walk us through your origin story because it's really good. Okay. Yeah. I think I have a relatable uh, origin story. So, so for me, I... My son was born and before he was born, I was working as a chef in a restaurant and yeah, just working late and being on my feet all day. And it sucked. And I did not want to go back to that after I had a baby. So I took advantage of my maternity leave and I hustled and started a food blog. And I thought that my food blog would be my online business and that I would be a super famous food blogger, which was not the case. It's not what happened. It's actually kind of hard to have a famous food blog or to make money from it. So what eventually did happen is I actually was pretty successful with it. Like I was getting like 50,000 views a month. It was great, but I wasn't making any money. So I can't remember if I went on Upwork or if somebody reached out to me, but there was, there was 
sort of a point where I realized I could write articles like I was writing on my food blog for other people and get paid to do it. So I, I started finding little jobs like that. And my one main client at that time, he would get me to write these massive blog posts, like two, 3000 words and super research facts. Like they were all in the health and wellness niche. And I would spend like 10 hours and I would get paid $50 per article. What year was this? This was 2014. Yeah. Okay. So you had your first kid and what, like, where would you find the work for? Cause I, I've tried to tell people there's this whole like ghost blogging, like you can oh, yeah. see content world out there for VAs where, how did you like fall into that? I started on Upwork, like, which used to, it was Odesk at the time, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So I, I would find these gigs on Upwork and and a few other like job boards and Facebook groups and places like that. But I mean, I mean, I would just write about whatever, like I've written so many articles about intermittent fasting. And I had this one client who was a like podiatrist. So I learned all about like foot fungus and weird <laughs> foot diseases. Oh my God. This is so funny. This is the nature of the type of work we do. Like we get in and we learn a little bit about everything. We have ways to rewrite it so people can understand like that's what this online space can be about. So it's like such a fun story. Yeah. By 2016, I, it's funny because I just found this like income tracker sheet that I had from 2016 and I was looking at it. And laughing because I made like a thousand dollars and that was from like five different projects. And I was so happy at that point for the year. No, in a month. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) So that like, I was just elated. Yeah. That to me was, was incredible. So you start small and just incrementally you learn and you grow and you make more money. So I started doing Pinterest for like $10 an hour in the evenings. I remember getting $200 a month just from small little clients and being like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, a date night. I can go get my nails done. I just, it just felt no. good. I wasn't yeah. giving up anything, you know, it was just in the evening when I'm sitting around anyway. So, so funny. So how did you progress from that to where you are now? Well, okay. So Eventually, I realized that it was not super sustainable to be spending so much time writing articles. And like, eventually, I started doing okay. I was making like, you know, maybe like 250 bucks for an article, but still so much work and time would go into them. So then I realized I was writing content, but there was this whole other world of writing, which is copywriting. And When you compare the two, I mean, some people would argue that content is a type of copywriting, but if we're, if we're comparing them as two different things, copywriting is way more valued because it's closer to an actual sale and it's designed to get people to take action. So I, I discovered that and I found a few people who were making like 
I don't know, a thousand bucks for writing a sales page. When I knew that I could probably write a sales page in the same amount of time that I would write one of these huge articles. So then I thought I'm going to go all in on copywriting and I took courses and got a mentor and really just immersed myself in that world. And then slowly it grew and it grew and it grew. Eventually I took a full-time job online working from home still, but with one company. And I was there like for about a year, not very long, but that gave me like even more experience. And then that's where I first discovered the power of quizzes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I, I want you to keep going because um, <laughs> I just think it's, it's cool, first of all, that you took a course to get to where you wanted to be. You are in a pretty position too, where you had content to show to get you more jobs. I'm sure yeah. that you had a portfolio. So yeah. what, what would you say to anyone who hasn't done this before, who knows they can? Like, how do they like start new? There's no barrier to entry. Absolutely none. Like you can start a website, just start writing, start practicing. I mean, like some of my older stuff is embarrassing. Like one of my first ever copywriting clients, she told me that when she read her sales page that I wrote for her, she cried and not in a good way. Like she cried. (laughs) Did she tell you this years later or right? No. No, this was when I was like just starting out and I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not going to be a copywriter. I suck at this. And now I work for like Amy Porterfield. So (laughs) whatever, like people. What made you keep going? Like, how did you get over that rejection? Well, so I think it was in part that my, my now husband but my partner at the time, like, he was like, no, like, you cannot let this stop you. You got to keep going. You're, you're good at it. You're talented. This is just one person. And he really pushed me to just, like, get over it and suck it up. And, yeah, I probably would have anyways. But That's really good advice. But it, it's hard when you're putting yourself out there with a craft. And it's something that's so subjective, really. Oh, and, like, oh, you, yeah. you can't convince your client that what you're doing is right, but you know in your heart they either trust you or they don't. So yeah. not your client, right? <laughs> and I swear to God, the more money people are paying for something, the less pushback there is. There. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that. I'm so glad you said that because we were – I heard that somewhere in a conference. I'm like, they're so right. People have less – there's this There's this high-ticket – I don't know. What am I trying to say? Like higher level of client who trusts you to do it and doesn't yeah. have time to ma- micromanage. Like talk to me about that really quick. Tell everybody. Oh, yeah. It's a whole other mindset. They're like, you're the expert. I'm paying you all this money to get me a result. I don't care how you get to that result. I'm trusting you. And like, if you, if you mess it up, then well, that trust is broken and your track record is, is whatever. But but at the same time, there's a lot more freedom there. So when I first started out with copywriting, I would just do stuff for free. And I wouldn't recommend that because I eventually I started charging just a little bit, just a tiny amount. And even that made a huge difference from when I was doing it for free. Like when it was free, people were even more nitpicky. Oh, my God. <laughs> they don't. They don't. 
they are seeing this perception of value based on your price and they think you're not worth it and you're not good because you're so cheap or free. Yeah, exactly. So how did you get in? How did you start with Amy Porterfield and Jenna Kutcher? Like, how did you fall into the higher ticket entrepreneurs? Or what's the word I should say? That doesn't sound right. The seven teams? Yeah, just like those big online businesses that are doing everyone out there, they contract out some specialty jobs. And so Shanti's a contractor. So she doesn't work just for Amy Porterfield, but Amy, you can explain all of that. Yeah. Well, I'm having a specialization that like, they're not going to have a full-time person on their team necessarily that has those skills. So they're going to hire it out. Right. And what basically happened is I just decided to go all in on this, this quiz niche, which nobody else was really doing. And I, I had no idea if it would work. I'd been successful with this one company. I didn't know if it would work in other industries or anything, but I took that experience from that company and I turned it into a case study. And that's what I pitched potential clients. And I reached out and I was like, yo, I would love to work with you. These are some results that I've gotten for other people. I could do the same for you. And I pitched podcasts with that, that one experience. So So did the quiz while you're working on the the team for the company? Yeah. It was one quiz, one quiz. Oh my gosh. Uh, I did two. I did two. The the one was like the really good. And this, this is so encouraging for everybody here in the group because you don't have to have done it a million times. You just need to be ahead of your clients and be able to help them. They just want that off their plate and they want someone who gets it. So Shanti had only done it once or twice. And then I guess labeled yourself a pro, but you know what you're doing. You knew copywriting, you knew like the purpose of the quiz and how it would help them. It was an easy sell. So what? Yeah. And I kind of knew what I was doing. But not really. I just sort of figured it out as I went along. And it was like from this place of, of necessity too, because I had that job and then like literally no notice. They were like, that's it. We need to lay some people off. Like, oh, man. like they weren't in a good place as a company. So like I just got let go all of a sudden. And I was like the primary breadwinner for my family. So it was this place of like, Okay, what can I do? I need to get into action. That's so funny you said that. I, I feel like a lot of the unicorn VAs in my course who are motivated to replace a full-time income, like they get Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you you do it. You the water is moms on maternity leave because they don't want to go back to work. I mean that motivation, their why yeah. is so strong. Yeah. So, cool. so how did you work up to, to the Amy Porterfield level? So I I took that case study. I just ran with it. I started getting clients. I started getting on podcasts, which I think was a big deal because it was, it was these podcasts that other digital entrepreneurs were listening to. And so that just kind of like got the ball rolling even more. And I first podcast. You remember? Okay. So I got onto entrepreneur on fire. Oh, good. Like really quickly. And John Lee Dumas saw, like saw my pitch and he personally like 
invited me through the back door to be on the show. Because normally it's like a, a year-long waiting period. I think yeah. now he might make people pay. And oh. yeah, so I just like skipped it all because I had a good email pitch. Okay, let's go back to that. Um, Cody's already asking about that. Can you tell us a little bit about your pitch or, you know? Oh yeah, it was, it was all about him and all about his podcast and all about how I could help his listeners with this specific strategy. It wasn't about me and how this is going to help me. And I want to get on more podcasts because I'm prioritizing visibility in 2020. It was all about him. And I, I, I think there's a lot of power in like genuine compliments and like genuinely saying, you know, I love your podcast, sharing some specific examples that show you're paying attention. And uh, I had like a bulleted list of all the things I could talk about on the show. And it was all engineered to be super attractive to his specific audience. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by my very own GIF and sticker making workshop. Turn your clients' videos into GIFs, design branded stickers for Instagram stories, and master the art of making your own GIF for promo emails. This is fun unicorn magic that we can do behind the scenes easily for our clients. The workshop is one hour, just $17.99. The link is in the show notes or go to emilyreaganpr.com slash GIF workshop. That's G-I-F workshop. Back to the show. So did this podcast pitch, does it work for getting client work too? Like what does that look oh, yeah. like? Pitching oh, yeah. a client, like you just talk yeah. to me. So yes, my foray into cold emailing, which I didn't like. Nobody <laughs> likes cold emailing. It feels weird. But if it's done well, people will respond. And to do it well, it's like, okay, instead of trying to send out a hundred cold pitches, let's just send out 10 this week that are really specific and that show I actually know about this person who I'm reaching out to. And these were all cl- clients you had done research on or were already following or. Yeah. So I, I made like a list of dream clients that I, that I thought this specific strategy could help them. So one of them was this guy, Pete Evans, who's a really quite famous Australian chef. He's like been on all their Australian shows. Okay. And he's kind of like the Australian Jamie Oliver. So I found his website and I realized he didn't have a single opt-in for his newsletter, yet he's selling online courses. He's selling cookbooks. Like, what? You don't have an email list, buddy? Come on. Like, get with it. So I put together this whole, like, email and a video. Like, Pete Evans, dude, you need to hire me for, like, getting this together. I mean, you've got so much opportunity here. And, like, Long story short, I didn't actually work with him, but we had a back and forth conversation and he was like, put it, put a proposal together. And I think really, he's just like a really busy celebrity dude. And he doesn't actually care that much because he's already making millions of dollars, but (laughs) finding those kinds of opportunities. And there were people who like, same story. I saw something and I thought I can help them. We can make that better. And I just sent out a helpful email. 
this is perfect for all of these unicorns out there because you, you're seeing that. You're, our problem is we end up kind of with the lower level business owner. So it's like getting to that next level where they're going to pay more and they like understand your value more and yeah. maybe treat you a little bit better. Like how, how do we find those people? Oh gosh. Well, I think it all comes down to you accept the love you think you deserve or like a work variation of that. Yeah. You know, like you accept the client treatment that you think you deserve. When I was just getting started, I would let my clients walk all over me. Like they could, they could tell me to rewrite an entire sales page and I would do it. And and now I'm like, no, (laughs) I make the rules here. You're working with me and I'm going to, I'm going to be the leader. And as a business owner who now like hires other people, like I have VAs and a full-time employee and a social media manager. And like, I have people and what I want from them more than anything is for them to lead the way in their area of specialization. Thank you for saying that. I like try to hammer that home. I'm like, they need you to take yeah. over and do it and not wait for marching orders. I don't have time to micromanage everyone. Nope. Not interested. So the more you can show up and be like a problem solver and yeah. just see the gaps and like the people you're working for are so close to their businesses that they don't, they don't see a lot of what you see. So if you, from an outsider's perspective, can say like, hey, I noticed that you have terrible SEO. Let me help you with that so that you get found in Google. And like, here's a list of ideas and ways that I can help you do that. So like, great. it can be that easy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's how I kind of, I want to say weaseled my way up inside my seven figures team is there were just all these openings for areas she needed more help in. And I wanted to get away from some of the grunt work mm-hmm. and I was learning more. So I just said, well, I'll do that. And, you know, position myself to do more of the work I liked, which right. makes, I don't know, makes it easier and more, you know, you're more specialized. So totally agree with that. So how did you discover, how did you get on Amy Porterfield's? Okay. So, so I got on some of those podcasts. I made some connections. I got on Rick Mulready's podcast, which That's is the one I heard you on. Yeah. It's a pretty, it's a really good podcast and, it is. and a lot of people listen to it and how I got on it is okay. So at that point I had invested in a copywriting, another copywriting mentorship coaching program with um with two copywriters who were basically where I wanted to be. Who were like those were? Yeah. So it's um the Copywriter Club, which is run by Kira Hug and Rob Marsh. And you were at the event. It was yeah. so fun. I was like, I want to hug them because this is the event we just both went to. Yeah, exactly. So I joined their program and that was literally I had just gotten fired. So I joined the program and then three days later I got laid off and I was like, I reached out to them. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't have any money anymore. Like, do I continue with this? Should I get a refund? Like, what should I do? I didn't have any savings or anything. Like I was just banking on that job and eventually thinking I would transition out of it over a slower period of time. So anyways, they were like, no, 
like come into the program. I promise we will not let you fail. Like we won't. And they totally went above and beyond to just help me get better, help me refine my whole brand. Kira has so many amazing connections. So she, she connected me to Rick and because, okay, so here's another tip. If you know someone that knows the podcast host and you drop their name in the subject line, your odds of getting opened in red just shoot way up. Yeah. So podcast pitching, I don't want to say 101, but it's like find that connection and yeah. bond over that. And if you can name drop in an authentic, genuine, non <laughs> schmoozy way, even like do it, use your connections. Yeah, exactly. And so Rick then had me on his podcast. He's really good friends with Amy. So he started talking to Amy about me. I also got a lot of, of actual clients from the podcast hosts. I went on Entrepreneur on Fire and John Lee Dumas was like, I need to hire you. I went on Rick Mulready's and he was like, I need to hire you. And that just kept happening. So it was like these connections just kept being being made. Oh my and, God. Yeah. So were you on Rick's podcast twice? Yeah, I've been on it twice. Okay. So I heard the second one after you had already been hired and had done the quiz and you okay. were like doing an early interest type of thing. and. Uh, so that's how I found you. So I want to go back and listen to the first one then. So it's all about connections, you guys. Like, yeah, right. And, and Rick did a a podcast episode recently where he talks about like how to properly pitch podcasts. And he, he shares my pitch as an example in the podcast episode. As a, a one that made him cry. No, just kidding. As the one that's like, oh yeah, gotta, gotta get them on the show. Good. And yeah. I'm going to listen to that one too, just to hear that. I like Rick's podcast because he gets a little bit techie, but the mm-hmm. thing. So I like that. So yeah. then you got hired by Amy to do her quiz or was, what was your first project with her? Yeah, I did a quiz for her. That was for anyone who was kind of on the fence about joining her uh, B-School affiliate partnership thing. Mm-hmm. She has all these bonuses for people who join B-School. So it was for those people to tell them if B-School is right for them. So okay. not, a, not a typical quiz, but it worked really well. And then we worked together on that. And then, and then they just kept coming back and saying, like, can you do this? And can you do this? And, like, stuff unrelated to quizzes, too. Which, which like, I do other stuff behind yeah. the scenes. But on the front end, I have a really clear niche. Yeah. So tell everyone what else you do because you write emails for Amy and tell everyone. Yeah, I mean, like I can write full launch campaigns and full sequences and sales pages and webinar scripts and like everything that you would need to go from like a stranger to a purchase. But I only really advertise or talk about one piece of that. Yeah. You want to be known for something. You want to be the go-to in your area, especially if you want to work with the higher level people. So then I guess, is that how you got on Jenna, got hired by Jenna Kutcher too? Like this, she had heard of you. So Jenna actually came first and this was kind of like a, a very random find because I was on this job. Well, no, it wasn't a job posting board. 
was that copy hackers used to have kind of a directory on their website of really good copywriters, like people who either are certified under copy hackers or you would have to pay. You paid for the listing. So I paid like 300 bucks a month for it. And I had no idea if it would if it would ever work. But Jenna Kutcher found me on that page. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So (laughs) worth it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, okay. um, So now tell everybody how you position yourself and you're scaling your own business with your course because you've had such success at this and you've built your name and you're good at what you do. And a quiz, everybody, is way more than just the questions you read on the BuzzFeed quiz. There's way more to it, but um, tell everyone like how you've made this your business. Yeah, well, now it's just diversifying income streams and like you just get to a certain point where you're like, oh, all these other people want to learn how to do this. So I guess I'll teach them. And every step that you take moving forward is uncomfortable and a bit scary, but it's continuing to take those steps. Once you hit that edge of your comfort zone that keep things moving forward. So now like I have clients, but I only take one client a month and, and then I have my course and, and other workshops. And I just focus a lot on building my own community and, and loving up my people and teaching them stuff that goes beyond the parameters of of just quizzes, but quizzes are what get them in the door. Yeah. Yeah. So I took her course back in the fall. She had a whole quiz course and now you have a short version of it, right? I think. Yeah, I did. Uh, I called it the quick and dirty, yeah. <laughs> quick and dirty quiz system workshop. Is it open now or is it? A- it's not like, I, I think I'm going to make it available all the time, but I want to make a few changes to it. Okay. So yeah. if you want to get on, on Shanti's list, use the quiz link in our description. You can take her quiz and then you'll be on her email list and you will find out when she opens that again. So yeah. if you don't mind, would you tell everybody kind of what your quiz services cost and how long it takes you to do it? And then, yeah, tell them that. Yeah. So now I charge like upwards of eight grand is kind of like my starting price. and. I mean, I'm working on a project right now that's like a $25,000 project. But it's like a quiz and emails and sales pages and the whole launch, everything. But I want you all to know that I used to charge $500 for a quiz. Thank you for that. And for you. She worked her way up in a long ago either. (laughs) When was it 500? Last time I talked to you, it was like six grand. Like three years ago. Okay. Three or four years ago. And what I loved about your course was you were encouraging everybody in there. And we had a couple students who really did want to make this part of their services because you can only help so many clients at once. And yeah. then you're, you know, kind of working with the higher level people. There's this whole range of business owners yeah. who still want a quiz funnel built for them, who don't want to do the work. But yeah. can't pay, you know, eight grand. And so Shanti was teaching us how to do that. So, um, I don't know if I told, I'm sure Linda told you, but Linda and Wendy and I are offering a quiz package. Nice. 
they're getting it going. They got actually asked by Interact to do a workshop. I don't know if you knew that. I saw that on yeah. the Interact calendar. Yeah, it's great. But I kind of, I will help with the tech part, which is fine by me. Like I don't have a lot of time to do the research and and that. Yeah. I'm pretty good with the Facebook ads, but it's it, this is really a legit service that people yeah. need. Amy Porterfield right now is teaching all of her students to do quizzes, telling them about it, bragging about the, the quiz Shanti did like all over the place. And there's entrepreneurs trying to do it. And some of them need help because they're totally suck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's like specializations within that niche too. Like Amy, who was in our course as well, she specializes in quizzes for e-commerce. Oh, yeah. So like, there's little micro niches as well. I do a lot of like B2B and personality driven stuff. There's, there's so many, there's just a plethora of opportunity. Yeah. I, and I, it's fun. I think it's such a good way to get emails and I love that you've niched down in that. And anyone else here, you could do that. Now you don't actually set up the tech though. You're doing the writing and then the team is yeah. setting up the tech. Yeah. At a lower level, your unicorn VA is probably doing all of it. <laughs> so try yeah. that that is worth too. Don't like, you know, undervalue yourself with that. For sure. So, okay. Rachel says, I clicked on the quiz link and it went nowhere. I might've copied the wrong link. So we'll post her stuff in here now. I know you got to go. You have another interview. Will you tell everyone where, so this morning you interviewed with um, copy hackers, where like you have some trainings right now to send people to. So send people your way right now. Yeah. Well, if you go to my Instagram, which is just at Shanty Zach, and you go to my bio, there's like a whole list in there of some recent trainings. So there's a replay from a webinar that I did with AppSumo last week, Okay, which was, which was really fun. And we covered a lot. And then the Copy Hackers tutorial there's a link to access that as well. And yeah, if you go to shantyzack.com slash quiz, that's the link for the for the quiz. Hopefully my website's working right now. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I check on that or who knows if I copied the wrong thing. You know, I'm always distracted. So, <laughs> but we'll get it right. We'll get it right. Yeah, I plan on everyone out there. I plan on watching these tutorials because I know Shanti knows what she's talking about and I want to learn more and Hopefully I can find some quiet time to do that. So I cannot thank you enough. I, I like want to invite you back and to talk. Yeah, we should do a part two. Yeah, I want to do like maybe some copywriting tips. I have a couple girls in here, our unicorns, some men, but uh, who are who are already really good writers. So I think that they would love to get in your circle and learn more from you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks everyone. And yeah, just reach out if you have questions. This All is right. Great. Bye. Thank you. Bye, darling. All right. Don't you just love her? I'll let you know when her quiz course opens again. In the meantime, if you are interested in creating your very own quiz funnel or diving into this type of work for clients, check out the show notes. I have my partner link with Interact. It's the quiz maker online and you can do scored, personality, or assessment quizzes to help grow your email list. I think it's a lot of fun. I have an affiliate link that goes with a promo code and you can save 20% off. You can sign up for Interact for free. There's a light version. It's only like $18 a month, totally affordable. And then you can plug in my promo code and use my link and get 20% off. So it's awesome. All right. So 
I think Shanti's amazing. I think it's so cool to see where people start in their freelance business. We all have humble beginnings. She's a prime example of just diving in, being dynamic, going with the flow, learning on the way, putting herself out there, charging more, then charging more, then charging more, finding her niche, and then creating her course. So I'm going to have her back on the show later to talk about her quiz funnel program and how she does quizzes and all of that because she is just a wealth of information. I love her so much. In the next episode, we're going to piggyback off episode 33 where we talk about all of the things a freelancer should be good at if they're going to own their own business and do the contracting service providing thing, right? So in the next episode, we're talking about the tour versus the training program. Clients expect you to already know how to do things, and they should have to give you the tour and show you the ropes. We're going to dive into this, unpack it a little bit, and I think you're going to love it. So go sign up for the crash course if you haven't done it yet. I would love to have you in this winter session, and I'll see you next week. Bye. If you're ready to learn the digital marketing and social media skills that will get you hired online, head over to vacrashcourse.com where you can learn about my five-week program, the Digital Media VA Crash Course. Small business owners and solopreneurs want to hire someone who gets it and who can help them implement just about everything. They're looking for a magical assistant who does it all. With my comprehensive training, you can get your foot in the door and become a unicorn. Check out vacrashcourse.com. now open for our winter session. Join us. Join. Okay. Starting over. On a BuzzFeed quiz. On a BuzzFeed quiz.